Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend JFK Mensah, a seasoned Bible teacher with over 40 years of ministry experience. He is a pastor, a church planter, a missionary, and an international conference speaker. He is passionate about making Christ-like disciples worldwide. JFK Mensah is the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God. Bible. 
Then another group too. And I have experienced that one. Say, ah, tongues is demonic. It's the devil. You know, if you get to the water region, we have these people called Yebesi. And these, the Yebe, they, they have a language. And you, the ordinary man, you cannot understand. So they get it and they speak like tongues. And a woman actually came to me and told me that I speak in tongues that is from Satan. I want you to pray for me so that it will stop. So there is tongues from the devil. And if you don't want it, then don't speak at all. Then there are those two who say that, in fact, even the Bible says if you speak in tongues and you are not loved, it's like sounding cymbal and a clanging gong. So because of that, you know, all these speaking tongues, you don't have love, it's nothing. And the list goes on. I want to advance ten of the most important reasons why speaking in tongues is important. Number one, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, that when you are speaking in tongues, you are speaking mysteries to God in the Spirit, and nobody understands you. Yes. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. For anyone who speaks in a tongue, anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but you, to God. You are not speaking to human beings. You are speaking to God. 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 Is anybody who wants to speak to God here? Wow. You see, it's like going to speak to the president. You are speaking to God. Speaking in tongues is speaking to God. Yes? Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Holy Spirit. The fact that you don't understand what you are saying, even you yourself don't understand, it, it doesn't mean you are speaking nonsense. You are speaking to God. You are speaking mysteries to God. No one understands you, not even Satan and human beings. Hallelujah. So anytime you want to pray, you want to speak to God, you speak in tongues. And if you are speaking in tongues, you are actually mysteries to God in the spirit. And those mysteries can be concerning your future, concerning your marriage, concerning your business, concerning uh, your health. You, you are speaking mysteries in the spirit. You yourself, you don't know what you are saying, but you are talking to God. And because you are talking to God and nobody understands you, 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 you are in a good place. Hallelujah. Number two, when you speak in tongues, you build up yourself spiritually. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4, the Bible says, The one who speaks in tongues, an unknown tongue, 
You edify yourself. You build up yourself. But the one who prophesies builds up the church. First Corinthians fourteen four. Anyone who speaks in the tongue edifies themselves. Yes. But the one who prophesies edifies the church. When you prophesy, you are building other people. When you speak in tongues, you are building yourself. Tongues is a very selfish, profitable gift. Because it helps you, yourself, to grow spiritually. You know, we will come to it. But the first Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14 says that when you are praying the spirit and you are speaking tongues, your mind is not fruitful, it's not understanding anything. So it's not your mind which grows. If your spirit prays, so if you are built up, it's your spirit that is built up. Hallelujah. Amen. So the second critical issue about speaking dances, you grow. You grow spiritually. Just speaking dances for five minutes, ten minutes. Sometimes you just disappear and go to the washroom, speaking dances and come out and smile. You know, sometimes when you are speaking dances in the Torture, they will say you are mad. But you, you need to. Not at times when you know that the only thing you have to do now is speak in tongues. Because you have the challenge which you yourself you don't understand and you need to face. And most human beings, our problem is our spirit is not strong. So Luke 1 80 says that the, John the Baptist, the child, he grew, he watched strong his spirit. You see, your spirit must be strong. And your spirit becomes strong as you build yourself up in seeking tongues. Number three, when you speak in tongues, the third big advantage is the Bible says your spirit is praying. Your spirit is praying. We'll read the verse 14 and 15 so that I can make two points there. That's Corinthians 14, verse 14 and 15. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. You know, one of the things I had a problem with when I was growing up as a Christian and a pastor is my human spirit. My spirit, where is it? You see? My spirit, where is it? But this verse is saying, when you pray thoughts, your spirit is praying. So your spirit prays. In fact, the verse 15, listen to it. So what shall I do? Yes. I will pray with my spirit. Yes. But I will also pray with my understanding. Correct. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. The spirit prays. Your spirit sings. Luke 1 47 says, Your spirit rejoices. Romans 1 9 says, Your spirit worships. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. Your spirit faces. Your spirit knows. So, you have a spirit. 
And there are times that your spirit is praying, even though your mind is not fruitful. Your mind at that time is not, it doesn't know what is happening. But that time, your spirit is praying. Hallelujah. But the next point, which is the fifth, is that praying in tongues helps you to pray longer and deeper. Many people who don't speak in tongues, you pray 10 minutes, you are tired. You pray 15 minutes, you are sleepy. You pray 20 minutes, you, you lie down. Because the, when you hear that somebody has prayed one hour, yeah, pray every hour, one hour, hey. But he said, what is this then? I'll pray with my spirit. I'll pray with my understanding. I'll stay with my spirit. I'll stay with my understanding. So you see that you start praying 10 minutes, 30 minutes, 1 hour, 2 hours, and you are not tired because you have a, a, a more powerful help in the prayer. And you are using, you know, two legs to pray. So if you stand on one leg and you tired, you change this and stand on another leg. You pray with understanding. You pray with the spirit. You, then you stay with your spirit. You stay with understanding. And you jump with your spirit. And you jump with understanding. You rejoice with your spirit. You rejoice with understanding. Hallelujah. So praying the Spirit gives you a longer span to pray with persistence, to pray longer, to pray with endurance. Then, number six is speaking in tongues is part of our spiritual warfare weapon heaven has given us. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 and verse 18, he lists the whole armor of God. And he says that helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, gather of truth, my future in the preparation of the gospel of peace, the sword of the spirit, shield of faith. But he ends in the verse 18 saying that praying at all times in the spirit with supplication. You, you can read the verse 12 and then read the verse 18. Ephesians 6, 12 and 18. But our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That's it. Our struggle, our wrestling, is not against flesh and blood. It's not like me, I don't want to trouble Satan so that he will trouble me. Me, I leave Satan alone. I don't trouble Satan so he doesn't trouble me. There is nothing like that. Our struggle is not with flesh and blood. Yes? But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Verse 18. So we are wrestling with powers, principalities, authorities, world rulers, spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, 
every day. He has contended with you. He has interfered in your marriage. Then they interfere with the business you are doing. Your schooling. Then they come and put their legs in your children. And then they come and spit on, 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 on your uh, drum. And then they come so big as your health. Then they come and wee wee on your health. And then they, yes, every day they come. And then, yes, then you, you see that. They come again. And this way. And that. You know, sometimes you get that, your water is not running, electricity is out, you, you go here and you are searching for something small, and then you stretch your hand to take it, then burn you. All the pills and things are falling down. It takes you 30 minutes to gather them, and by the time you finish and you are putting it back, your leg is something and then, and you are You are wrestling with principalities and powers. So what has God given us the best And praying the Spirit on all occasions. Praying the Spirit on all occasions. With all kinds of prayers and requests. All kinds of prayer, praying the Spirit on all occasions. As part of the fight. Sometimes it is only speaking in tongues that these demons understand. Because they don't understand what you are saying. So it is like an unbeliever coming to you. They start speaking to God. The ruthless guy is just <laughs> Because he sees that he doesn't know what you are saying. He doesn't understand. It's a weapon that the devil has given us for spiritual warfare. Because you are not seeing the spirits. You don't know what they are doing next. You don't know where they are moving. So the only way to beat them is to speak in terms. Then you don't have to speak in terms. You are speaking mysteries to God in the spirit. Yeah. What's happening? Hey, then you see that big rocks are falling on the evil spirit. They say, ah, why are you going on? Then you speak more in tongues. Then you see that somebody is pulling the leg. Hallelujah. Now, argument number seven, is it? Number seven is that many, many times, the Bible says we don't know what to pray for as we ought. Romans 8, 26 and 27. Uh, but, you know, there are times when what you are praying for is wrong. Yes. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through well, wordless wrongs. You see, there are two sides to this thing. One is that, what is that thing to pray for, you don't know. But the second side is that, even the time to pray, you don't know. So, did you see the same one? They were sleeping, and he said, hey, I think that is that. What can pray? Let's inform you that this is the wrongest time to, to sleep. There are times like that. You see, I was sharing with them that I went to Togo and they put us in a hotel. Uh, this uh, executive council. And I was so tired, I just jumped into bed. Five minutes! I saw myself sleeping with a woman. Then I woke up and said, I'm what? Because it's a hotel. 
in Lomo, where people bring people's wives and commit adultery and sleep with them. So the spirit of adultery and fornication was there. So the last thing I have to do is just jump into them. I should have pleaded the blood of Jesus on their legs, their tails, and all. I didn't do that. So there are times when, when you should pray, you don't do. What you should pray for, you don't do. That's the time we need speaking tongues. Because the spirit at that time is not sleeping. The Holy Spirit knows that this time we need to get up and pray. Then we grow. Mm, mm, ah, mm, 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 mm. The Holy Spirit is groaning. And you don't know what's going on. That's the time when tongues come in. Yes, verse 27. And he who searches our hearts, he who searches our hearts, knows the mind of the Spirit. Yes. Because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. The Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with God's will. He knows what is happening. So the Holy Spirit gets under the armpit of your spirit and begins to, to, to tell your spirit, this is the time to pray. So Jesus told them in the garden that the spirit is real, but the flesh, that's why you are sleeping in the flesh. I remember reading an account of Paul Hicho. He said during the Korean War, many of his church members, their children were in the army and they were going for the war. And as the pastor, the church members came and said, our son is going to war, but we don't know how to pray for him because we don't know when he is at the battlefront and where. So he went and he said, okay, I know what is happening. Every day, all those of you who can speak in tongues, let's gather and speak in tongues for one hour for your son. So the whole church, every day, they came and they pulled one hour. I don't know where my son is. I don't know whether he's at the battlefront or he is sleeping or I don't know whether we'll pray. He said, when the war finished, every soldier from their church came back, not one died. Yeah. I remember when we were at Hawkeye, for our elder, uh, John Adu, the lead. He said, ah, he got up about three o'clock and then he just burst out speaking. He spoke in tongues ah, to fall him. Then he stopped. The next morning, we found out. They were all my church members, but his sister-in-law was in labor. She was delivered from 3 a.m. 4 a.m. she delivered. And the doctor. So, you don't know what to pray for. Right now, if an Amrubba is attacking somebody who is close to you, 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 you are not aware because at the beginning of the year, you But the Spirit is seeing the thing happening. And He wants to grow through you. And thanks is the only thing that does. Amen. 
Number eight is tongues is the ever present reminder of the indwelling Holy Spirit in our lives. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So when you speak in tongues, it is a reminder that the Spirit is in you and your body is His temple. Now, there are many times that we forget that the Holy Spirit is in us and with us. You know, sometimes you meet a dog, a wild dog. Before you know what, that's what they're running. You see, you forget that you are carrying the Holy Spirit. And at that time, it's not you who should run, it's the dog who should run. Yeah. I always give uh, your brother, Christy. I went to Pong uh, Farms. That uh, and Mommy were then in Pong Farms. So I said I was going for a walk. And Christy said, You go with me. So I said, That's okay. And when we were going, oh, we haven't walked for long. Wild dog like a horse. <laughs> Just came out. It was yes. His face was like oh yeah. <laughs> So immediately the dog jumped and grasped after me. Because it went to my back. And I said, Dog come back. So that time, you know, I was you know blowing the Bible verses and you know tumbling with tongues. I walked on the door, then I saw him going back, going back, going back to this day. So there are times. When the Holy Spirit is in you, and you see a dog and you are telling You see, you see a snake, instead of killing it, because the way it is, the kind of mighty Holy Spirit. <laughs> but the cockroach is putting you to flight. The cockroach is making you faint. Hallelujah. When we speak in tongues, we remind ourselves that. God's Holy Spirit is dwelling in us. Our body is His temple. Because that is the link. Jude verse 20, he says, Pray in the Holy Spirit. You see, then you are building yourself up in it. Jude 20, but you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith, and praying in the Holy Spirit. 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 But, number nine, the speaking in tongues is the gateway to the other gifts of the Spirit. What happens is that in Acts 2, 4, 
Acts chapter 10, verse 44 to 47. Acts chapter 19, verse 45. The first evidence that somebody is filled with the Holy Spirit is when he begins to speak in tongues. And so, Peter was saying in the Acts chapter 10 passage that, look, these people have received the Holy Spirit just as we. Therefore, what prevents us from getting them to be baptized? Now, speaking in tongues opens the door to all the other gifts because 1 Corinthians 14, 13 says, when you speak in tongues and you are patient, you listen to yourself carefully. You know, many of us when we are speaking in tongues, we don't even listen. But if you listen to your tongues carefully for some time, you will begin to understand what you are saying. He says, if you pray in tongues, pray so that you understand the thirteen. For this reason, the one who speaks in the tongue should pray that they may interpret what they say. Just pray that you will interpret what you are saying. I had an experience, I haven't had many such experiences, but I had an experience when I was on the fast and I was praying for God. And I understand what I was saying. I was praying. And I said, oh Lord, I don't understand. I'm praying for Ghana, but I don't understand. Then the Lord opened my eyes. I saw somebody coming to all the football uh, stadiums, breaking down the walls, kicking them in death. I said, what am I seeing? Sana, the way Ghanaians like sports and, and, you know, make it replace God in their life. I was sitting in class. And in the spirit, God was fighting that spirit in the country. Yes, you know. But that's it. There are certain things you don't even think about. When you are praying for Ghanaian politics, you feel like a fly catching on an elephant. Because you yourself know that what I'm saying, NPP and NDC will not listen to me. But God still takes it. And, and there are other areas too. That he says, I'm saying with the Spirit. It means that there are songs which the Holy Spirit puts on your heart when you are praying. And if the tongue is interpreted, it becomes a prophecy. The tongue's plus interpretation is equal to prophecy. There are many times you are searching for wisdom. You know, somebody brings you a complex something. You yourself know that this thing. I don't know the answer. Just go. Me, what I do is I go to the washroom. I mean, you, you laugh at me, but we have many meetings. And when we are in the meeting and the thing stop. I'm supposed to be heading the church. But I couldn't have the answer. Then I say, I'm coming. Go to the toilet. Just speaking comes small. And then you see that the answer begins to come to your spirit. 
See, the reason is that if as you do that, you are contacting the spiritual realm. And after the Holy Spirit, He has the answer. We are just ready. He says, You who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit because He makes intercession for the things according to the will of God. After the Holy Spirit, He doesn't change. For He knows the will of God in everything, so He goes back. It's you who don't know. So when you speak in tongues, then you connect. Romans 8. Uh, 16. It says, the spirit witnesses with our sins that we are children of God. And let me close with the final one. That's number 10. For me, anytime you speak in tongues, the Bible says that you are actually opening a new chapter for yourself in the spiritual realm. First Corinthians chapter 13 verse 1 says, If I pray in the tongues of angels and of men, tongues of angels and tongues of men, it means that, you see, speaking in tongues in itself, it produces a new dimension in your spiritual life. You, you speak in tongues of angels and of men. Can you imagine what is happening? You, you are a farmer from Abutrasi and you receive speaking in tongues. And before you know what, you are speaking in tongues of angels and of men. There are presidents, parliamentarians who don't speak in tongues. They cannot even cough. Here you are, a poor farmer. You don't even have money that day. You are speaking tongues of angels and of men. It, it, it's like coming to have breakfast with President Namaku. You see? Because it introduces you into a spiritual dimension which on your own. You know, first John 1 3. He says, Our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. Tongues pushes you into dimension of fellowship with the Father and the Son, which on your own you don't just enter. And that brings me to number 10 now. Of all the gifts exercised in the New Testament, the Old Testament has got some. The Old Testament, Jesus fed 5,000. Elisha fed 100. Uh, Philip, he disappeared and appeared at uh, Azotus. Elijah, Elisha, disappeared and you name them. Healing. But do Miracles are special for the New Testament church. One is casting out demons, the second is speaking in tongues. The closest to speaking in tongues in the Old Testament is many, many decades of us in Daniel chapter 5. Daniel chapter 5, 
from verse 11. Well, the whole chapter 5, the hand which wrote for the Shaza, nobody could read it. Then Daniel came and said, This is the right. Many, many taken with us. If it is today, he's speaking in tongues. Many, many take Many, many take Many, many take And people say, oh, stop disturbing us. But the interpretation is that you have been weighed in the scale and found wanting. So your kingdom has been divided between the Persians and the ladies. And it's many, many. The many is repeated because anything which is repeated in the spiritual realm, it means that it is better. So many, many, take care you will have been weighed and weighed and found wanting. So, the, that's the closest to speaking in tongues in the whole Old Testament. So, if God gives speaking tongues to the church today, we should guard it jealously. You know, I too, as a pastor, I used to say, yes, be careful. Pray tongues, yes, but be careful. But two things made me change my mind. First Corinthians 14, 18, Paul was saying, I thank my God that I pray in tongues more than all of you in the Corinthian church. It means speaking in tongues is apostolic practice. He spoke in tongues more than all of the whole church of God. It's apostolic practice. Paul was busy, but he found time to pray in tongues. And the second thing is that I differentiate between the prayer language of speaking tongues and the ministry gift of speaking tongues. Your personal prayer language of speaking tongues is your devotional spiritual gift. And the Bible says you are not speaking to human beings, you are speaking to God. But the prophetic tongues needs an interpreter because God wants to speak to the church. And with that, let two or three prophesy in tongues and let the other interpret. If there is nobody to interpret it, then keep quiet and sit down. I want to launch us into seeking tongues. And those who already have tongues, to begin to pray for singing in tongues. And those who have singing in tongues, to begin to pray for interpreting and understanding your tongues. And those who can understand their tongues, to begin to pray for prophetic tongues. And those who have prophetic tongues, to begin to pray for tongues of angels. And those who have tongues of angels, to begin to pray for, he says, blending with the Spirit. Blessing with your spirit. And, you know, so that the dimension of the tongues will begin to grow. And people will get prescribed tongues, doctoral, postdoctoral tongues. And, and that when we come to church, 
in, in your private devotion and in church, you can see that you are in touch with the spiritual realm. God bless you in Jesus' name. Follow JFK Mensa Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Mensa's books and keep up with his ministry at www.jfkmensaministries.org. God bless you.